Well, um, so to lift the faith is the most effective way to help our children to know God. It is in our every action, and it also shows to our priorities. Hello and welcome to Catholic Parents Online, a podcast channel where we share tips and resources on Catholic parenting. Presented with the lens of the theology of the body, we will see how we can be gifted to our children in ways that will help them find true happiness and flourish in accordance with God's wonderful plan for each and every one of them. My name is John Hui and I'm your host for this series. Today we're going to discuss a topic which is uh, very close to the heart of many of us Catholic parents and that is how to form our children in the faith. And uh, this episode deals in particular with early childhood and to be with us, to share with us her experience and expertise today is Melissa Huang. Melissa is a qualified nurse, a certified childhood, early childhood educator, and definitely a very qualified mom. <laughs> All right. And uh, she, she um, I understand she made a big career change not too long ago to become a full-time mother. Yes. Right? And uh, it's a wonderful uh, opportunity for her to really bond with the children. And uh, we're very glad to have with us, Melissa. So welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Melissa, I think for the benefit of our listeners, uh, would you be able to share a little with us about your family? Yes. Okay. So um, I have three kids. So far? Yes. So far. <laughs> okay. The first, my first one is, a, he's, a, he's six this year. Okay, and then the second one is a girl and she is three this year. And then we, uh, I just gave birth not long ago. So Congratulations. Thank you. My little boy is three months old. Yeah. Wonderful. So it's a it's it's a nice range to talk about. It today, is, it is. You know? Yeah, very similar to the range of my grandchildren. So uh, we are having a great time <laughs> with them too. Yeah. Yeah. All be so. challenging, but a great time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And your husband, we've been married for oh well, yes. I know it's definitely more than six years, yeah. Yes. Uh so seven years. <laughs> We've been married for seven years. It doesn't really feel like it, actually. <laughs> yeah, tell me all about it. I've been married more than 30 years and still doesn't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wonderful yeah. to have you with us uh, today, Melissa. And uh, yes, in keeping with the uh, topic uh, of today, which is uh, sharing the faith with our young children. Um, and I understand you are very, uh, it's something which you are very concerned about and very particular about too. So why is it important um, to share the faith with our children? Yes, so we think it's very important because our faith, it shapes the way we live our lives. You know, it, it, it really just, it leads us to truth and freedom in everything that we do. So it, it leads us towards God and what he would do you know, to, to fellow, our fellow brothers and sisters. Right? So it also reminds us of our final goal which is sainthood, you know, to be in heaven with him. Uh, yeah, so that's like the end goal. So in order to do that, we must prepare ourselves here on earth. Yeah, and go through and, purgatory, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our road to sainthood is here. <laughs> yes. Okay, and, and I think as an early mother, I'm sure you have lots of challenges, you know. And um, But at the same time, I know that you and your husband have been very intentional in the way you try to form your children. Would you mm -hmm. like to perhaps uh, uh, share with us 
how you actually try to form your children in the faith and you know what are the practices that you and your husband intentionally set out um to do you know to share with your yeah. children this faith that you have mm-hmm. so our highest priority is definitely bringing our children for mass because right. that's where they i mean the sacraments are there you know and and it's so rich just being in in church you know and together with the whole congregation so there was i, I mean recently we shifted uh to St. Joseph, Victoria Street. So we've been going there for mass. It's a change for us, right? But the first time that they went in, our kids went like, wow, you know, because they were so immersed in the beauty of just the church, you know. That's newly renovated, right? The newly renovated St. Joseph's Church. Yes. And and what is different is also um, that, there are statues of saints around. And so that really caught their attention as well. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we had a short commercial break there (laughs) where Melissa had to attend to the baby for a while and uh, we're back with the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Melissa, I think we were just, uh, the last we were just uh, discussing about how you bring your children to church and how they were really attracted to the beautiful statues and the beautiful ambience within the church itself, right? Yes. And yes. in a sense, I think uh, if I hear correctly, uh, you were really trying to attract them to the faith through beauty, right? Yes. It, yes, through beauty, definitely. And um, so children this age, they really do absorb everything just by being in that space. So uh, it was very clear because, you know, the moment they went in, they already noticed it. And yeah, the exclamation itself is just already, um, it tells us how how attracted they are to beauty. Yeah. Yes. So are all of us. I, I yes. think um, I've heard from um, many friends that uh, St. Joseph's Church uh, after renovation, in fact, met quite a few of our churches after renovation, right? The cathedral and St. Peter and Paul and so on really were so beautiful, right? After yes. the renovations. And there was something that drew a lot of people to the beauty of the church, yeah. to the beauty of the faith. And yeah, I, I will fully agree with you, you know, that actually drawing our children to the faith through beauty is a very good first step. Mm, yeah, yes. yeah, wonderful. So how else have you, in a way, tried to intentionally form your children in the faith? You know, We also do that uh, by our night prayers at mm. home. So at home, we, we would end the day with a night prayer. We have a prayer table and our own uh, an altar which is just like a cupboard but you know we use the top of it yeah so the children get the opportunity to to lay the prayer table to at night yeah so we have the cloth that goes according to the liturgical calendar you know then a, a candle a snap and and the statues of jesus and mary and so it's a those are not really heavy, just small ones, right, so that right. it's good for their fingers. I mean, their hands. And it's not breakable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it looks like you do, in a way, um, uh, get them to actively participate in the family prayers as well. Yes. Yes, we do. So uh, we start that really from young. So even Theo, uh, I mean, my little baby here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> He's very cranky. He's tired. Oh, poor boy. Okay. So Carry he on. joins us and and 
I mean, just being there, you know, he's still part of the family prayer time. Yeah. And our daughter, uh, our daughter too, you know, she's three. So it's very simple. We just, we just say uh, like Thanksgiving, what we're thankful for, what we want to pray for, any intentions. Mm-hmm. And then we would say the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, you know, and then we just end it. Very, very simple one. Yeah. So, so she knows, I mean, she doesn't follow, of course, because, you know, it's a bit difficult for her, but she's still there and, you know, she's part of the process when, when she's laying the table. It's very concrete for them. So they, they need that. And, and, uh, uh, older son so he he has started to know the prayers you know wonderful yes so so it doesn't it's not like a oh i memorize it but it's more like you know they just they just follow they absorb everything like a sponge you know yeah their brain's definitely uh, much better than mine right now you know (laughs) yeah just just absorb everything yeah it's really amazing how they pick up things so easily so it just becomes natural to them. Yeah. So it, really, the practices that we do, what we model, and stuff, you know, what we what we show is priority to us. It becomes priority to them. It becomes um something that they it, it's part of their lives, basically living it. Yeah. Wonderful, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it seems to me that the other keyword they brought out that um was actually modeling. Right? Yes. When they see you actually uh, practicing the faith and uh, how important faith is to you, uh, they too mm-hmm. tend to be more um, uh, aware of the fact that the faith is so important to the family. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, wonderful. Yeah. That's good. But I'm sure as with young children, um, I'm sure you would have the experience that I used to have, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, what are the challenges, right, that you face when you try to form them mm-hmm. in the faith, you know, gathering them for family prayer, bring them to church and and in other areas of your life? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we can start with church first. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It was a real challenge, especially when we only had one of them because uh, it was new to us, you know, and we didn't know really what to expect. Mm-hmm. So there were good and, and challenging moments. And the mm-hmm. challenging ones really were trying, but I feel like a lot of times it's also our own expectations mm-hmm. yeah so when our son was like a baby you mm-hmm. carry him sometimes if he made noise it will feel very bad like oh no no we're disturbing people but sometimes we look around and we're like oh they're they're just focused on jesus okay but of course there are also times where you know there are looks given to us and then we'll feel very bad and we would um maybe go outside for a little while and then come back. Yeah. So I think it was the hardest when when we, we just started doing it as new parents. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. Um but yeah, it can not. be funny. Um I remember there was one incident where we were in church and I think my daughter and her husband were with her daughter in another part of the church. And mm-hmm. then suddenly I heard our granddaughter's voice coming from there. Jesus help me <laughs> I think she was being disciplined by the parents. Oh no! <laughs> At that point oh. in time, <laughs> I but suspect. She knew. So it's uh, it sort of so funny to all of us. 
knew, she knew to call out for yeah, help. Yeah, that's right. That's like call out for help. Who else but Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And even even in uh, when our kids were younger and we brought them to church, I remember it's always the challenge to keep them quiet and to, yes, yes. and and the uh, um you know safe from moving out of the pews and all that. So I remember what my wife and I used to do when uh, our kids were young was to actually sit near the front and right in the middle of the pew, you know, and uh, we would actually um uh tell them look on the right is a very fierce uncle on the left is another very fierce auntie don't try moving to either side okay stay here with us you know yeah and if you ever try and misbehave look in front is father he might scold you anytime i must apologize to all the priests for what i said <laughs> but it was effective huh? <laughs> uh i don't know i'm waiting for more feedback from my children now <laughs> if they remember <laughs> yeah so um yeah so so overcoming this was not easy wasn't it Yes, and, and there was this uh, moment. There was this moment where we, where I met uh, an Canadian man outside, and you know I was feeling all really bad about making noise together with my. I, I mean, I was I was with my toddler son then, and she was like, "Oh, it's no problem at all." You know, Jesus said, "Let the little children come to me," and that Sweet. yeah, and it really made a lot of difference. Like you know, our own. Uh, yeah it calmed me down and it made me feel like oh yeah I know I'm doing this for a reason I should continue doing this you know yeah yeah, yeah. Well, it seems that the support from the other members of the church uh, is so important right in this to help young parents be able to not feel bad about bringing our children to a church uh, as part of the journey of forming them in the faith isn't it yes yes it, yeah. it does help even a simple smile mm-hmm helps you know mm-hmm. sometimes when we turn around and people are smiling at us, smiling at our kids even yeah, though that... they've made a ruckus and, <laughs> and it really I'm familiar helps. with that feeling yeah yeah. Um, yeah so when people empathize with us you know it, yeah. it really does help yeah. rather than give looks of disapproval right yeah yeah which makes it too, so difficult for young parents you know to to it... want to bring their children to church even though that's what they really want to do Yes, because it's a it's a struggle. Because you know, last time we had the privilege of just listening, being still, but now we are dealing with people. I mean, little children at our feet. You know, running around, not running, but like moving around. Yeah, so and under like, the benches too. Correct. So it's the distractions that we have to deal with because they are also our kids, so we are also responsible for them. Yeah. Yeah. And God's children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Whom he wants to see and embrace and love. Correct, yeah. And yeah. so it it is trying, uh, but uh it is worth it. Uh, yeah, because yeah, we've seen we've seen it in our son, in our daughter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had to get used to it, but uh it's really been very fruitful. Yes. So what you see is uh the fruit of that journey so far? Yeah. Mm. Uh, so for our daughter, because she's kind of a pandemic baby, so she only started a lot later, yes. right? We, yes. we kind of skipped that whole uh, struggle, actually. Mm. So mm. Um, when she went back, she, I mean, when she went for mass, it was new to her. She mm-hmm. had to learn uh, how to be within that boundary, within that space, yes. and and stay there, you know. I mean, we didn't expect her to stand or sit whenever people were doing that, but, you know, move within that space. Yes. So it was hard for her. Yes. 
Mm. But uh, she has learned to do so. And she, even though she's a little bit distracted, I mean, naturally, right? Because children, they can't hold their attention for that long. And sometimes she'll be like at the side, just playing with my ribbon <laughs> from my dress. But I'm fine, you know, she's still there. And then, uh, but she's still absorbing because when we returned from receiving communion, you know, she was asking us like, oh, what did you eat? You know, <laughs> so, you know, we have conversations like that. Oh, you know, that's Jesus. We are, we are eating Jesus and next time you'll be able to do so. Yeah. And then she said, yeah, and she said, okay, next time I'm going to eat. I, I want to have Jesus too. Yeah. Wonderful. So, how, how about your son? What, what are the fruits that you've seen in him so far? Now that he's six years old. Okay, yeah. So he it, he's very observant. And I think children this age, they really they pick up things that sometimes we would miss. And things like there was this once uh, during Christmas. Yeah, it was a Christmas mass. You know, during the Gloria, they were ringing the bells. And he's like, Oh, how come they're ringing the bells now? Like, why didn't they ring the bell, you know, during normal, like, in ordinary time? Yeah. yeah. And and so, again, you know, that, that kind of conversation we had, we, we could tell him yeah. why, you know, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So, we've had a lot of conversations uh, about mm-hmm. mass. Right. Because yeah. it looks like the... Uh, the opportunities you've created through bringing your children to mass bringing mm. together and other you know practices of, of the faith have given the opportunities to answer the questions that keep on coming up in their minds right and that in a way yes. helps to continue to form them in the faith as well yes because as they get older they also want to know more mm. why does this happen uh, what's happening uh, what's the difference etc etc you know and he has asked some really, really good questions. Um, just by reading even random things, like uh, we were reading about kings, right? And then we were talking about the king uh, in, last time there's a king in China and stuff. And then he asked, uh, is God a king? You know, mm. so this kind of questions just like pop out. Because, right. you know, he's so, I mean, the faith is about us and, it just it just comes out like he wants to know. So I hear that God. I, I'm sure he picked it up. You know, like yeah, yeah, the King of Kings and stuff like that. He he picks it up and then it's stored in his memory. And then suddenly, when you're saying King, oh, it's God King. You mm-hmm. know, and then we have conversations about that, and then it leads from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. things just lead on from one to another when you allow the time and the opportunity to. Let them bring it up. Yes. So yeah. it actually led to um why did he come to us? You know, you know, this kind of questions. So it's quite amazing. And I am sometimes thrown. <laughs> like it's like testing my theology. <laughs> yeah, they, they they can ask the most intelligent questions I can imagine. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. it's a good opportunity, I guess, for us to really uh try to uh, learn more about our faith too, right? Yeah. Yes, correct, correct. Yeah, like I was uh, sh- share with my children that what I know about our faith is just probably less than 1% of what um 
the entire faith is all about. Mm. I mean, with all the materials and the teachings and the um, rich, uh, uh, you know, really materials that the church has provided us over 2,000 years, I think what I know is just only very minuscule. You know, so I always tell my children, it's just less than 1% of what the, the church really has. So we should continue to search for this endless treasure, you know, it mm. will never end. Definitely, yes. And I think yeah. we shouldn't can mean, feel yes. uh, we shouldn't feel bad that we don't know everything because it's I mean it's so rich, it's endless. It yeah, it is. Mm. It is. It is. That that's just the wonder of uh, God's uh, wisdom and truth, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now I can imagine uh, for your husband and yourself being so busy and uh, with the children and uh, you know him with work as well. Mm-hmm. How do y'all, in a sense, um? Make time to nourish your own faith amidst all this busyness that you and your husband have, you know, with, with home and with work and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so of course it's going to look a little bit different now. Uh, last time we used to be able to sit and pray together. I mean, I think that's ideal and we would love that also. But, you know, sometimes life is just chaotic. and Welcome to parenthood. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's really those little pockets of time. And I think it's okay for our children. In fact, it's good for our children to see us communicate and, you know, fill each other's cup as well. Yeah. So how we do so is really through conversations. You know, sometimes we would be talking, like I would ask my husband a lot about the faith, like theological questions and and I can see and look at my son listening from behind because sometimes he's in the car or like over dinner, you know, and then they'll be asking some questions as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one for the faith. And, you know, in day-to-day life, we just try to, we just try to look out for each other because sometimes one of us is more tired than the other and then the other will just pick it up and, and do a little bit more, you know. It's like Wonderful. sacrificial love. <laughs> As Christ loves his church. Yes. Yeah, Indeed. that's why it's a sacrament, isn't it? Mm, yeah, that, that's really wonderful to hear, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so so nourishing your marriage and, and um everything, how how do you sort of like um uh do that, right? Besides um yeah, praying together with the children and mm. then uh, helping each other out, I'm sure. Uh, you would have yearned a lot of, for a lot of couple time as well, right? And, yes. um, and after all, the marriage is a very important pillar for the family. It right? is, and yes. This is where the children uh, um, see and uh, they are nourished by it and they are motivated and uh, encouraged and strengthened by your marriage, you know? So mm-hmm. how do you and your husband also, you know, we try to nourish your marriage now that the children are in the picture, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so... We do take uh, like short dates sometimes, but it's difficult because I mean we have three of them. Even though our parents and our and my in-laws are very very supportive, mm. uh, sometimes my husband is busy, and we we would do that uh during his holidays, which is like June, December, you know, and at the school holidays, we'll try and find time to just have dinner. But, you know, the funny thing is, over dinner, we'll be talking a lot about our kids. <laughs> then we'll be like, 
oh, we miss them, you know, yeah. how we hope they're next to us and, you know, eating together with us and stuff. Isn't it yeah. true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't it true, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have um actually like any uh, groups of uh, other young parents whom you all interact with and who perhaps um uh, are able to help each other out in, in terms of uh, times when one uh, set of parents finds difficulty, let's say if you are sick uh, mm. or you need a bit of time out, um, do you all have a kind of like an arrangement like that? Oh, definitely. Uh, my sister and my brother-in-law, so they are the godparents of my children, uh, our children. So there was once where, I mean, the latest pregnancy was really difficult for me and everyone had to step in because I wasn't feeling good, mm. especially like the first trimester and the last mm. trimester. Mm. So my parents, my in-laws, you know, and their godparents, they took turns to to pick them up from school and all. So that was that's a really strong support network yeah. that we have. Wonderful. You know, yeah. And when I'm over at my in-laws, you know, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law would help would play with them, play with the kids while I rested at the sofa. But I mean, even these little small things is it makes a lot of difference and it just doesn't feel like everything is on me, you know. I have that time to recuperate and rest and really truly surrender because it's so difficult. <laughs> I can imagine. So in a way, it does take a village, uh, as they say, to raise a child. It does, you know, yes. that's, It's so great if you can rely on support from uh, other people around this. Yeah, yes, but I, yes. I understand that um, even among those listeners who are listening into this podcast, there may be some who actually do have difficulty even finding that support from outside mm-hmm. the nuclear family to help them with the... Uh, um, child minding and, and things like that I mean to, to these parents I must say I, I just take my hat off to yes, you yes definitely it's just amazing how they find the reserves within them to cope but yeah I mean if you can really find these little uh, uh, outlets to help it really helps a lot doesn't it yes it does it makes a whole yeah. lot of difference and yeah. I, I think we shouldn't be uh, shy to ask for help as well because sometimes it took me a very long time to do that mm. because I don't know whether it was unworthiness or you know just my character, but it's just I really wanted to do. But then God was saying, "You cannot anymore. You need to rest. This is your time to rest because you're carrying this baby." You know, yeah. So don't feel bad to ask for help, and we need the help. You know, yeah. we can't do this alone. That's so important. Mm-hmm. It's very, very important that we really have the humility to ask. Yes. and uh, just don't think that we can always just do it ourselves yeah. alone yeah so I, I think that's a very very important point that you brought up thank you mm. so much now with regards to let's say I'm sure after getting married and having children your social life with friends has changed oh right? definitely uh, <laughs> social time with the friends and all that I'm sure they must be impacted in, in quite a lot of ways I'm sure Um. so how do you manage them you know what are the priorities in the sense that you uh, you and your husband have puts with regard to uh, the family and uh, friends? Mm. Well, we have fallen off quite a lot. I mean, we stopped going for our community meetings. So we, we left the community, our church community, uh, which was held every Friday night. Cause mm. it's, diff- it's difficult because we are little children, you know. Yeah, so... In terms of that, I feel though another community kind of formed 
which is uh, us and the godparents, my sister and brother and also, and the children, you know, they would play together. So that's kind of a support for us. And we we do take the time to spend more with family. Uh, every week, every Saturday, we would go to my in-law's place and then we spend time with family there. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, yeah, so it's harder. It's definitely, definitely harder to meet friends. Uh, I have good friends who are so kind to come over to my place. <laughs> so it really helps uh, new families when, if let's say you're friends with them and you know you don't have that kind of commitment yet and you make the effort to go to their houses and they welcome you, of course. And But it makes a lot of difference because you know, it's like another form of community. Yeah. 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 So it yeah. seems that uh, this kind of like... um community tends to evolve as you become parents, right? Mm. Um, that you perhaps uh, move towards a community whereby there is that perceived support for yourself and the children as well, for each other. So if you can have this kind of like a little community where you have uh, other young couples or and other young people, uh, other people, you know, who are keen to help out, you know, with the children and yeah. come together. I think in a sense, the focus is also on the children in a sense in a sense right yeah and i think when the kind of a a, a community that has evolved that helps with this aspect of parenting it would be very useful for young parents you think it would yeah and i think because when everyone's together the kids kind of gravitate towards each other once they get used to each other and they know each other and then they become their own babysitters <laughs> for one another and the parents can have some like adult time yeah. you know talking yeah yeah it's so they nice. form their own cell group yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and it's nice to watch them you know their dynamics even though there'll be fights there'll be quarrels but there'll also be laughter I mean, it all comes together, right? One package. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. The roses yeah. and the thorns, they all come together. <laughs> yes. Yeah, wonderful. So before we end, perhaps, um, do you have any tips to share with young parents before we end this podcast? Any other tips that uh, besides those we've uh, mentioned so far? Well, um, so to lift the faith is the most effective way to help our children to know God. It is in our every action. And it also shows to our priorities. And, you know, we have a lot given to us, the sacraments, you know. And we must be able to take it because, I mean, Jesus has given us freely. You know, so we need to take it to go in holiness, to help our children to go in holiness. And even though it comes with challenges and a little crosses, you know, we should prepare it, you know. and we empathize also with the people around who we find who may find it challenging to to be around their families because sometimes it's a little bit distracting for them. Mm. So I mean we we also try and empathize with them that sometimes it's harder. Yeah. So but you know, continue doing it because we need our children to be near God to hear of his word if not they wouldn't be able to know him and love him yeah yeah wonderful thank you very much I think it's a very uh, wonderful and wise words from a young mother 
<laughs> and uh, I would like to thank you very much for being uh, part of this journey of uh, for Catholic parents. Oh, thank you for having yeah. me. Thank you very much. Well, well, friends, uh, we just heard from uh, Melissa Huang, um, certified early childhood educator, qualified nurse, and now a full-time mother who has shared with us the importance of um, sharing the faith with our children, forming them that faith so that they can find the ultimate happiness in their lives, which is God himself and all the challenges that we have in, in this uh, journey that uh, we have to take. Yeah, so till we meet again, take care and God bless you and the family always. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.